Hey guys, you're listening to uh, the Let's Get Shitty show. This is Eddie. I just wanted to come in here with a quick editor's note. Uh, this episode is going to be cut a little bit short at the end because it's a seven-hour retelling of the story of Freddy and when he was fingered um, through the uh, lens of modern troubadour Tom Green. And... Unfortunately, I don't think a seven-hour retelling of this all in one file is exactly what you guys are looking for. So there's going to be an unnatural kind of cut at the end, but I don't know. I'm going to try to make it sound a little bit better. Uh, Don't fear, though. The next episodes will be coming up. And uh, here's a little side note. Here's a little fun game you can play while you're listening. Figure out when Alyssa and uh, Dave... Uh, realize what's going on is that I've kind of memorized this this movie scene by scene and we're going to be doing a real-time breakdown of it and all of their hopes and dreams are dashed and uh, Alyssa like it it almost like ebbs and flows like when they detail the uh, the female orgasm how it's not like a climax that then plateaus and falls off how it kind of comes and goes in waves she experiences like rising levels of dread and then settles kind of back into getting into the conversation. So when that initial dread hits, I think is probably the, the, the peak. And let's see if you can figure out when that happens, guys. And thanks for listening. I know this is exactly what you were looking for. This is exactly the kind of podcast. Um, enjoy. Bye. I end up just staring into a mirror and hating myself. I don't need pot for that. So this episode of the Let's Get Shitty Show has been brought to you by Budsy. Budsy is a cannabis tech company focused on delivering you the hot... Oh, mm? goddamn. This episode of the Let's Get Shitty Show has been brought to you by Budsy. Budsy is the cannabis tech company focused on delivering you the high you're looking for through AI. Ooh, that means artificial intelligence. Download our free app and learn more at budsy.io. And check out our podcast, Toke and Talk. Budsy.io, Toke and Talk. Is that a, a real thing? That's part of it? Yeah, that's their podcast, Toke and Talk. Okay. Um, now I've never... we're competing with them. Yeah. Hey, don't advertise your fucking podcast <laughs> on my podcast, Budsy. Do I? Okay. Hey, hey, Budsy, I'm going to buy an ad on Token Talk and it's going to be for my fucking podcast. How about that? I'm going to charge you <laughs> for a spot. Yeah, sure. Do you think it's uh, it's Token Talk, like, you know, smoke a little bit of weed and talk? Or is it like, you know, like Token, like from South Park? You know, you know what I mean? Like they have a black guy on there? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. could be Token Talk. I hope I'd listen. Hey, here's my podcast. It's seven white dudes and one black guy that we all say we're not racist and we can use the N-word because we're all his friend, right? Yeah. Right, Andre? Yeah, Andre. <laughs> and, and, and then he just sighs and goes, no. Hello and welcome to the Let's Get Shitty show. Uh, I am your host, Eddie. Joining me this week, very, very special guest, Diamondback Manhunter, uh, Sacramento area still. You haven't moved yet, right? No, I haven't moved. Are you moving cool. somewhere? No, I wasn't planning on it. Oh, the wet. <laughs> I just got to double check. I don't fucking know. <laughs> People move. 
It happens. Do I just assume? I don't know. You're he's like Sacramento like area doctor's office. Like all this information is still accurate. Uh, yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this is still your date of birth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was weird that you that I had to give you my social security number just to be on a podcast. I mean, I, you know, it's protocol. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And then the whole grabbing and turning the head and coughing thing. That's just for fun. Oh, well, well uh, could have fooled me because it was, you know, proceduralized, so. Well, that's the way I have sex. It's very clinical yeah. and very, like, to the point. Speaking of clinical and to the point, my other uh, co-host special here. Special guest. Special guest. Sorry, you're right. Not a Fuck. co-host. Special guest, Alyssa. How are you doing today? I'm okay. I don't have to be special, special guest. I'm just always the special guest. You're the, the most special. Sure. Of guests. I'll take it. Sorry, Diamondback. You can call me Dave. That's it's weird being called Diamondback okay. in like casual conversation. <laughs> All right. That makes sense. Dave. David. I'm afraid I can't do that. What? Dave. Yep. Hal nine thousand. Yeah. See, that was a reference to a movie. Oh. So Alyssa, um, we've got Diamondback Dave. Dave. Diamond Dave. Diamond Dave. <laughs> Yeah. No, we've got uh, Sounds Dave like a here. Good boost. Don't don't do a search musician. for that. I'm I'm applying for jobs right now, so I can't have that Diamond Dave thing. You know, don't search for that. Whatever you do, it's really important. Do do not search for Diamond Dave. Sounds sexy. Yeah. So we've got Diamond Dave here. He is a musician from the Sacramento area. And speaking of not knowing movie references, Alyssa, what's your jam? What? What do I do? Yeah. What's your thing? I'm a screenwriter, I guess. Question mark. See, that's, that's the joke. You didn't get the Space Odyssey. I'm afraid I can't do that, Dave. No, I don't think I've seen Reference. Space Odd- uh, Oddity. 2001. Space, Space, Space Oddity. Oddity? Oddity. Odyssey. But that would be that's more a subtitle, though. You know. <laughs> the Space Oddity is David Bowie, right. which well, is a musician. That's the one I know. Right. That's the one that I care about. No, I'm still trying to catch up on all the movies I've missed over the years. I went all hermity and I avoided popular films. Ooh, we just finished a really good film last night. What, oh yeah, it was movie? so good. The Rock. Oh, the Nicolas Cage and uh, Sean, Sean Connery. Connery. Yeah. That movie's yes. that movie's like Michael Bay's. I don't, I don't want to speak bad about people, and Michael Bay is knows what he's doing. Let's just say that. But The it's, Rock is a very good movie. It's the most Michael Bay movie of the Michael Bay movies. That was Michael Bay? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I mean, the pyrotechnics I, fit, mm-hmm. but he had no idea what the fuck he was doing with that camera with the pyrotechnics. Mm. He was all over the place. So many fast cuts. I mean, I, the last time I see it, I saw it was probably like 10 or more years ago. So I don't... Uh, I knew that Sean Connery uh, takes a quarter... And, um, you know, he's in one of those interrogation rooms with the with the one way, um, you know, mirror. And he cuts. Oh, yeah. He does one of those things where he like uh, cuts a big circle with a quarter and then sticks his hand or sticks his whole body through it or something. Yeah, because he smashed it with a leg of his chair and somehow that makes it sharp like a diamond or something, because that is what cuts glass. So, right. <laughs> well, that's what I remember. And that was my takeaway. So the next time that I'm being interrogated for, you know, a homicide or, you know, d- d- drug smuggling or something like that, uh, I know that 
you know, I can use the quarter and scare the shit out of somebody behind that. It uh, has to be older than uh, 1986-ish for the coin because all the modern coins have zinc in them and they will not do shit against glass. Because the old ones would cut through glass. Well, it's more likely. By the way, I like that the two things that you assume you would be interrogated for are homicide and drug smuggling. <laughs> That's just your assumption. Well, yeah. I allegedly clearly commit I'd only either, the best crimes. Yeah, clearly, I'd either kill somebody or, or smuggle heroin in a balloon in my ass. Fire in his butt. I, no, I would swallow the balloon. That's kind of in your butt. Everything well, ends it, up in your butt. It would come out. Yeah, but you don't want yeah. that bursting inside. Yeah. Believe me. No, no. Especially not heroin. That that would that would probably kill you. I always thought it would be a great idea to do like film prosthetics, like either like around the the neck, do like fake jowls, and just pack that with drugs. And also, because I'm a woman, a fake belly, mm-hmm. like a prego belly, and I could just load that shit. Yeah, but they like molest good. pregnant ladies now, so I don't know. Yeah, and I think they have like I don't know dogs can stamp that shit out or something. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't been in an airport in a while, but I don't think they use dogs for every single person. And as a pregnant person, you wouldn't be able to go through the weird imaging system because that will boil your baby. Suffice to say, you know, you should just play it safe and do a a Cessna, you know, single engine plane uh, somewhere on the desert. You know, you don't have to go through customs or any of that bullshit. You know, private. That's the way to go. I heard a trick that apparently is really smart and that's to just crumble up your drugs just throughout your whole bag so they're in the bottom of your bag they're not like in bundles or anything Mm. but then your shit is going to reek like if they do have dogs in there it's going to get pawed immediately everything's just gonna smell like heroin that's how i've heard that you should travel with pot if you're going through a plane just crumble it up through everything and then your whole shit just stinks or you could just use budzy.io <laughs> to deliver your yeah <laughs> deliver your pot to you. Are they just in California? Or are they all up? They're the... just in California. I don't know. It's not in the copy anymore. But the previous ad we ran for them, they were just in California. So I'm sure they're probably still just in California. No, now my cat is eating my fucking notes. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Cat's eating your notes. Oh, get off! I give up. <laughs> no respect from these kitties. No respect whatsoever. Just trying to get my attention. That's what's going on. Ah, yeah. No, that'll happen. Let me spend the rest of the podcast just telling you about my cats, okay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a cat cast. (laughs) It's a podcast. Uh It's like that bad maximum fun one, the can I pet your dog? That is the title (laughs) of it, can I pet your dog? Can I pet your dog? Yeah. And I've never listened to it, but apparently they just talk about dogs that they've met. And I assume pet. That sounds really bad. Yeah, well, I don't know. Now, I'm listen. Now, if you, you're a regular of Budsy.io, that might be a really great podcast for you to listen to. It sounds yeah. mellow as hell. It does. It sounds like a real chill one. That's for damn sure. Definitely don't listen to Murder the Internet. Murder the Internet's good. I'm going to give props to, to my boy, Lotax. Listen to Murder the Internet. That's a good podcast. Oh, Those guys are I, am, I am unfamiliar. What is Murder the Internet? Okay, so have you ever heard of somethingawful.com? Yeah. Okay, so Something Awful is a, uh, for, for those of you who are listening, it's a it's one of the older internet message boards, like pre-4chan, pre-Reddit, where people used to go and just be shitheads to each other. You pay $10 to be a member. 
And if somebody thinks your post sucks, then you just get like banned. And then you just got to pay another $10 to become a member again. It's run by this guy, Low Tax. Uh, Low Tax. They also do weird challenges. Well, yeah, because if you say some some bullshit and somebody's like, OK, well, that's really cool. You've got a year to lose 100 pounds. Yeah, it's crazy. you know what I mean? Or, or whatever. And if you don't do it in time, then you're fucked. It sounds like um, uh, what was that movie we watched where they had it was following the two cops in the future with Sylvester Stallone. Demolition Man. Yes. Demolition Man. It reminds me of like what the underground town would be. Yes. With Dennis Leary. Yeah. Like right. that's that's something awful. Yeah, okay, so that's, yeah, that that's something awful. You nailed it. Okay. Anyhow, Lotax is the guy that founded it and runs it, and he got into a fight with Uva Boll, the guy that made all the really bad video game movies like Blood Rain, House of the Dead. Did he get beat up? Yeah, he got the shit kicked out of him because nice. Uva Boll was a boxer, <laughs> and it was not fun. Anyhow, he's got a podcast out now called Murder the Internet. Uh, it's he, him they, and who else? Some dude that he knows that does radio. They went on hiatus because his head's too big and it like kept breaking his neck, so they had to put pins in his spine. But, oh, that's, but now is that he's your back. future? Oh, oh, you're real funny. You're a real fucking funny <laughs> bitch. Let's keep. Okay, why? What do you mean, why? Because you got a giant head. Yeah, but at least I've got a frame to support it. Do you want to talk about how <laughs> we went hat shopping at the market? Yeah. Wait, Eddie, are you just a neck? Oh, God. <laughs> okay, so here's here's the fun story. Oh, stop messing ah, God with damn that. my microphone. Hold on here. My head hit the microphone, and now it's just broken forever. You broke it so bad. My pop filter. God damn. I got to super glue that shit or something. I hate pop filters. He's got like a really loose-necked pop filter. It's like Lotax's neck. <laughs> yeah. I've got the low tax of pop filters. Anyhow, so we go to the flea market and um, we find for our daughter. Hey, hey, there's a really cool little like. It's like one of, of the first. It's, it's like a straw hat. It's one of the first days out here in the desert where the sun is really bad. Yeah. Coming mm -hmm. out of spring or whatever. So we were all just roasting and we thought we had sunscreen in the car and we didn't. So we had to get hats. Mm -hmm. So we get our daughter a hat, like a straw hat immediately. And then we're walking around and immediately the first the first thought that I have is like, well, my head's too fucking big for any hat. Right. Yeah, so you're just getting sunburnt on your scalp. Some, parts. Yeah, just getting sunburnt because I, I keep my hair real low and, and short and everything. And then finally, we find the one booth at the flea market that just sells hats. Like they've, it's not even just like somebody who's got a couple of like card tables out and they have some hats that like fell off a truck or they imported from China. Like this is a wooden structure. They're always yeah. there every, every week. It's, they live there. That's, their, That's shop. their business. That's their profession. These people, for a living, sell hats to human beings. That's their job. Yeah, and there's a few um, stalls like that that just have hats, but this one had hats you could see in different sizes. Yeah. It's the so, only place so that I has a there, range. So I like, I would like a hat, please. And then they're like, oh, okay. And, and they just, I, I don't even know. Like You tell them right off, I need the biggest hat. I need the biggest hat that you have. Not and, sombrero. I need big in the head part. Right. So the thing is, like, I'm also like 6'1", so I'm not like a short guy. 
Which is good because you would just fall over, right? That would be terrible, yes. So they see me, though, and they're like, oh, you just need a large, mm-hmm. right? Not like you need something ridiculous. You just need a large hat. So they go get a large hat. They hand it to me. I put it on my head, and it's it's comical. Yeah. He looks like birthday boy wanted, <sighs> like, a cowboy theme, so they get the little teensy cowboy hat. <laughs> Every time I put on a hat, it's like Chris Farley doing fat guy in a little coat. Yeah. <laughs> but it's big head so, and a little hat. Yeah. yeah. It's like a party hat. Every hat is a party hat. Yeah. So I put it on top of my head and it doesn't go around my head. It just sits on top of my head. And then I just turn and I look at, at Alyssa and I say, here you go. This is what you wanted to see, right? <laughs> Oh, man, and then you're we like, were singing songs about your yep. big head. Oh, yeah. And then <laughs> so then the, the next one, and it's these poor... Two, like, poor little uh, Mexican ladies. No, they were Asian. It was the two Asian ladies that were running that one. And, no, and they were Mexican ladies. Was that the, was that the Mexican ones? Because we went to a couple of it them. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Anyhow, so then these poor two, like, ladies are running around trying to find any hat that might fit my head so they could sell it to us. They're like, let's reach the highest post because that's where the giant hats are and then they're not paying attention to any other person who's coming up to their stand because they got a fucking freak show over here yeah because it's like hey guys they've they've got a story now basically they're like hey uh, they're gonna tell their their family when they get home this guy came to our fucking booth and his head you wouldn't believe it it was insane that's my life like a solid like five or Dude, it was like 15 minutes. Oh, it we was... We were over there like 15 minutes. They're looking for everything, and eventually I'm like, you know what? Thank you so much. You guys have been very nice. I'm just going to leave. I'm going to go over to the next <laughs> stand where they're selling walks, and I'm going to go buy a fucking walk, <laughs> and I'm going to unscrew the handles of it. I'm going to just put it on my head, and then fuck it. That's my life from now on. What happened to you? Your mom's like 5'2". Yeah, she is. She had to take me C-section. Yeah, because you would have broke her. Yeah, I would have killed her. But the, you know what was great about that? There's only one time in my entire life that having a large head worked in my favor. Well, a couple of times. You're I've trying headbutted to knock a, couple a of friend people. out? Yeah. No. So in grade school, somebody came up to me to, to tell a joke, right? And the joke is, hey, have you ever had your mom's pussy lips around your neck? <laughs> Fuck, grade said, school? Yeah. And I said, no. And they're like, what, what are you, a butt baby? I said, no, I was taking C-section. And he gets a point at them. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. You've had your mom's <laughs> pussy lips around your neck. I win. <laughs> I'm the freak. Dude, that, you, you use that. Okay, here's what you do with that. You say, yes, I was. I came out the wrong way. My umbilical cord was wrapped around my neck. I didn't get enough oxygen. And that's why I have all these learning disabilities and everything else. So thank you so much for reminding me of that. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays, that would work. When I was growing up, if you had learning disabilities, then they made fun of you more. Yeah. Well, I, I would just <laughs> martyr myself until people didn't think it was worth it anymore because they wouldn't get a reaction. <laughs> that's a good move. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you think you can beat me up? Look at me, motherfucker. The things that I know about myself that I don't release to the general public are way worse than anything you can just casually observe in passing on me. The way that I've torn myself apart, the way that I pick myself apart when I'm laying in bed and I can't fucking sleep at 2, 3.30 in the morning because I just hate myself for who I truly am. Not the way I portray myself to people. I also hate that. But the way that I truly am, the way that I hate that, you'll never, ever be able to hold a candle 
to that shit. So if you want to, so good luck if you want to push me. me or anything, just go ahead. You know, I I, I deserve it. Really, I do. <laughs> Dude, that's a great fucking move. Alyssa, what are your thoughts? This makes me sad. <laughs> so sad. Yeah. So speaking of being super duper sad, um, one of the things. God damn you. <laughs> okay, let, now let's continue talking about how we're depressed. No, everybody. I liked your sad segue. Yeah. Speaking of being super duper sad, uh, we, the genesis of the, the, uh, the whole doing a guest podcast today freddie got fingered my boy tom green who i tweeted i wanted him to try to like dial in because after Alyssa shit all over the movie i thought it would be hilarious to be like hey here's tom green let's talk to him about your thoughts <laughs> he didn't respond to me care. i would say that shit to him well yeah no. just, i mean I, I would lose my mind i mean if you were to say right now and and our you know, other special guest is uh, Mr. Tom Green and had him come on the podcast. I would just, I wouldn't be able to speak. That, for, would, I wouldn't, that uh, was the aim, but yeah. he's too good for us, apparently. No, he's what way, the fuck is he doing? He's way bigger than us. We're, I get like a bad pot. Bad pot? You're going to shit on your ad money. <laughs> I get a pot company to advertise with us every four weeks or so. Like, I don't know. Um, he's bigger than that. He's, he's too busy. He's, Jerking off ponies. Yeah. Okay. It's made so, a career of it now. I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh let's take a break for just a moment. That did not pay off, by the way. <laughs> the pony jerking. Yeah, it did. It I'm did. Say, I think he it, just it wanted does. to grab a horse cock. It actually no. it it actually does. So um I'm gonna take a break for just a moment so we can gather ourselves, center ourselves, meditate, breathe in. We don't have any more. Exhale, and I'm going to go get more alcohol. Yeah. I've <laughs> got a warm beer right here for you. I don't want a warm beer. Why do you leave it in here? That's a good name for a for a booze company would be Mindfulness. I like it. Mindfulness? Yeah. Mindful Brewery. That's a good one. There's there's a brewery around here called Bravery. Hmm. That, have you ever watched... The movie Full Metal Jacket. Plays a drill sergeant and everything. Yeah. Are you yeah. talking about that guy? So uh, what is your major malfunction scumbag that the, the drill sergeant? Mm -hmm. He run. Ran. He, he ran it. <laughs> he ran the brewery down here like he owned it and operated it. And he would hang out on the weekends and drink. And uh, it was Arlie Ermey was the name of the guy. And, and uh, never drove down there, never hung out with him. Now he's fucking dead. Yeah, good job. You yeah. killed him. Hmm. I want to hang out with him. He seemed like the dopest dude ever. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was actually a drill sergeant in real life. Right, yeah. Yeah, he was a gunnery sergeant. They, he was they... there to train uh, the actor, right? He was there as like yeah. a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There was an actor that was supposed to play that role, and he's like, no, 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 get out of the way. What you would say is, what, you made your malfunction, scumbag? Where are you from, Texas? The only thing down there is steers and queers, and you ain't moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was there to um, an accuracy. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, fuck it. Use him. He's better. Yeah, go home <laughs> extra. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Speaking of going home and, and extra, um, I'm going to go to another place in my home and get extra alcohol. Okay. So I'll be right back. Good luck with that. I wish I had alcohol. I don't. Why I just don't have this. Have alcohol. Uh, I think we have wine, but uh, I don't know. Now I have a big one liter, or it's, I guess it's not big, of Diet Coke. So I'm kind of living large tonight. So how did the 
jerking off a stallion. How did that pay off? I don't remember. So at the end of the movie, when he's in Pakistan with his father, he jerks off an elephant uh, who then sprays his dad with jizz. And so... Yeah, and they're in a big, weird jizz pile. Yes, and so it pre- prevents his dad, I don't know, it, it uh, gave him the chance to explain to his dad what was going on. Hmm. I, I think a lot of things in this movie don't necessarily make a whole lot of sense or hang together very well. well I guess you would need, um, you do need some sort of scene to build up to that, because if he just starts yanking on a elephant's dick, it's going to be weird. Personally, I think that that is one of the uh, assets of this movie. Um, now, I, okay, so you're, you're, you're a screenwriter. So, you, you know, I don't think that, like, this would be like a Robert McKee kind of, uh, like, this is anything to be studied in terms of, like, story structure or anything like that, right? Um, yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> The way that I look at it is it's more of like, um, oh, Jesus, I, I, I have my notes here. I don't know if we should wait till Eddie gets back, but um, he's right here listening and grinning. Oh, shit. Hey, what's up, buddy? <laughs> hey, how's it going? It's it's going pretty well. Yeah. That was a quick right. refill. Ew, why are you doing this? I hate that voice. <laughs> he left. This is how I seduced you when we first got together. No, it is not. Yeah, it is. No, it is not. I, I, I'm a little bit seduced, I have to say. Well, okay, it, it's working. So. It's good. It's a good voice. And we're back. That's a bad voice. <laughs> Thank you. So, ladies and gentlemen, I got uh, ginger beer with uh, rum. I don't know if that Dark works. and stormy. Is that? Yep. Ginger beer and rum. Dark and stormy. Very nice. Yeah, so that's what I have. I had a horse named Stormy. I never jerked him off. (laughs) Jesus Lord. (laughs) My mom yanked on my horse Eclipse. Yeah? Yeah. Where where the sun don't shine? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was a retired police horse. And he had a dick problem. So my mom took his dick out and scrubbed it with the same mitt that we washed the car with. Hmm. I had an interesting childhood. Hmm. Okay. That's, I'm a little scarred. That's insightful. I can see your face. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. So Freddie got fingered. What um, is that? These, these are my notes. Okay. <laughs> They're shaped like a stain. <laughs> they are. I don't. I think you took like a scrap from some pattern I, I was sewing. I was like looking at for a piece of paper to take notes on, and there was just one that was shaped like a state. I'm not sure which one, but okay. Like half of Texas, the right half of Texas. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I can see it. So, what is everybody's history with Sir Thomas Green? I'm going to start with you, Dave. Okay. Uh, I think I was eighth grade. I'm 32 now. So Ugh. when I was in... Ugh. That's old. <laughs> Shut up, Eddie. Am I old? <laughs> Shit, I guess no. I'm yeah, old. I'm an no, old man. No, Eddie's the old one here. I'm older. I'm way older. Oh, okay. But, so I was in eighth grade. Um, 
and that's when the Tom Green show first kind of came into, you know, popularity, I guess, in the United States. Might have been a thing in Canada before then. And, uh, yeah, so I didn't care about it at all. But uh, kind of later in, in high school, I, uh, you know, we started seeing stuff on the Internet regarding, you know, just his sketches and stuff like that from the show. And um, then I think the movie came out in 2001 or 2002. I, don't know, I wrote this down sometime, but I didn't write down what year it came out. So but I have the cast yeah. list so I can name everybody in the movie. His show was like um the pre-Bam Margera, right? Like, he's basically just Bam Margera, but maybe a little less bitchy. Uh, you know, it's it, it's mm. a bit more, uh, I would say, sketched out than that a little bit. Because um, it was kind of part talk show, right? Like, he'd have guests, and he wore a suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, he, you know, so he's got that, that talk show thing going on, but also um, he, would, he would just go out into the world and fuck with people, but not in the... Not in not in uh, the jackass kind of way, although a little bit of, a little bit of that. So yeah, I guess you're right, actually. Yeah, yeah, no, I. Uh, but he d- he didn't do anything like where he was hurting himself in any real way, the way that the yeah. jackass guys do. And then he had that song, the Bum Bum song. Um, oh yeah! Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. And that too, I love that. I love that track. It's awesome. I'm, I'm actually with you on that part. <laughs> yeah, sorry, continue. Got to cut that bum bum song in. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so I I remember um, I was having a no, it wasn't a sleepover. I was just hanging out with my friend, and uh, so we rented some DVDs. Um, I hadn't seen Freddy Got Fingered yet. Uh, this was, I guess, a few months after the movie went out of theaters. Um, so I think we rented Freddy Got Fingered and another movie, uh, which I, I just found out um, you can find on Amazon Prime right now, uh, Evolution, starring David Duchovny and other people. And okay. I do not remember one thing that happened in Evolution, and I thought that uh, at the time, being maybe a junior in high school or something like that, Freddy Got Fingered was one of the funniest movies I had ever seen. So I think I remember Evolution. It was like, yeah, David Duchovny doing like a satire of a Star Trek kind of movie. Uh, kind of. I think he's more of like a just a scientist and, you know, aliens come. I cannot picture him doing like comedy. Well, that breaks my brain. Yeah. He was uh, uh, the hand model in Zoolander. That was comedy. Was it? But he, but, Zoolander but he, was not he didn't comedy. really have a comedic part in that, though, did he? True. He was the straight man. Okay. Once I got into college, I got a file of the movie uh, completely legally. <laughs> LimeWire? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, but we had a college network, Kazaa. so everything was free at that point. And we didn't have to go outside so uh, oh, to do that okay. stuff. So there was like a shared drive, and you were pulling it down from that. Nice. Yeah. And then I got the DVD uh, probably 2007. And, uh, yeah, I've... I, I, I end up watching it like once or twice a year. It's it's uh, it's really wow. really one of my favorite movies. <laughs> That's cool. So Alyssa, what is your history with Tom Green? Um, I remember him being the Chad in Charlie's Angels. Okay. The newer one. Um, 
I think. Are we talking like what incels would refer to as a Chad? No, he was the Chad. He was like a okay. mentally disabled person that Drew Barrymore's character was boning. He lived in a boat. So it's like art reflects life. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Yeah, he was the Chad. Yeah. Um, I think before that even, I saw him like the road trip. Road trip, yes. Road trip. And he was the weird guy that put a mouse in his mouth. Yeah. And so that was always my, how I connected him to anything. Mm -hmm. I didn't really watch, I'd seen Freddy Got Fingered, but I didn't really connect it to him, even though it's all him. Interesting. And I never watched any of his show. I've just seen clips of it. Gotcha. So I have zero connection to him. His face is weird. (laughs) He looks like if, I mean, he looks like my brother, Mm -hmm. but... Like a mentally broken version right. of my brother. <laughs> right. So like if in that film Multiplicity, they made a copy yeah. of a copy of yeah, your yeah. brother, that would be Tom Green. Yes. Okay. Exactly. And like his mouth is always just sort of open and wet, <laughs> like a lamprey, and it bothers me. Like This is what I love about you. His face is just upsetting to me. <laughs> You're I'm sure so he's shallow. a very nice person. You're the most, I've like, only seen him doing dumb face. Okay. And that's what that's like if I am trying to imagine him, it's only him doing like big dumb face. I don't okay. know how to explain it any better. Got you. Wet lip dumb face. Wet lip dumb face. So my history with Tom Green is um I graduated high school early. I graduated in ninety-six, right? And then I kind of got a gig, and I was doing my own thing. I had internet access, et cetera. And I, I, uh, I was very depressed because I would go to work and come home, and, and that was it. It was a very robotic existence. Monotony. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Until the weekends, then I could go out and catch, like, concerts or whatever. But I'd moved away from all of my friends, and a lot of them were still stuck in, in my shitball little hometown. So I would download a lot of shit to watch, and uh, the Tom Green show was one of those things that I would download to watch. It, it's, um, and this is a cycle. Like whenever I get into weird depressive states, I'll do the same thing. Like You watch stuff that helps your self-loathing? Yeah, kind of. Okay. I, I, I get into this depressive like mindset and then I, I, I hate myself 90% of the day. And then for 10% of the day, I'm like, well, I've hated myself enough. I'm going to treat myself. <laughs> right? There's so many podcasts that I love, like Suicide Buddies and et cetera, where they talk about mental health and depression. Uh-huh. And they really showcase the like, it's dangerous and you need to get help. But there's another side of depression that's like, it's the only time that you really have an excuse for being 100% focused internally in the most like narcissistic way possible. So don't, like, like appreciate that part when you are depressed. It will happen. You will get depressed. For me, it's like watching. So the... appreciate hating yourself? Yeah. Well, the, no, appreciate the, mom, the moments when you're done hating yourself and thinking you could achieve more. And, and uh, uh, when you're done doing that and you're like, well, I've done that enough today. Now I'm going to treat myself. I cannot relate to this at all. Okay. <laughs> and I have been depressed. Weird. Yeah. So during those moments, I would watch like, well, the Tom Green show is a good example of that. Another example of that would be uh, 
like Kevin Smith movies. Like if I'm super depressed and I'm through it and I want to get out of it, I'm like, oh, I'll just watch Clerks or Mallrats or some shit like that. Get out of it? Well, not getting out of it. Just like I'm done focusing on myself, you know? Okay, yeah. Just a little escape. So that was the Tom Green show for me. And I remember it's it's weird because it was like, it was like the proto jackass a bit, but it was also like if you could take what they try to do with impractical jokers and mm-hmm. smush that into jackass. That's the Tom Green show, 100%. A bunch of waja. Yeah. So like two sketches of his that I think perfectly like encapsulate his show. The first one was... <laughs> He was interviewing people, and he had one of those old stick microphones, and he put dog poop on the end of the, the <laughs> microphone. <laughs> and so he'd walk up to somebody and be like, hold the microphone, like, uncomfortably close to his own face, first of all. <laughs> so he's already done it to himself. And he'd be like, so what do you think about the weather today? And then he'd stick the dog poop closer <laughs> and closer to their face. And then you'd just be watching them back up further and further away from it. But still, like, because they're Canadian, being very, very, you know, polite and like, oh, yes, well, I and they're like sidestepping like like the microphone's a penis that's like about to ejaculate. Smooth and criminal thing. Yeah, yeah. They're like reverse reverse smooth criminaling. <laughs> and just trying to get out of the line of fire of the poop. Uh-huh. So you've got that. And then the other one. It's a good parody uh, was, movie, by the way. In the line of fire of the poop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other one was Undercutter's Pizza. And Undercutter's Pizza, I still think, holds up as being super brilliant. He found a pizza delivery place. And he was following their delivery driver around. So he would go to somebody's house and and go to deliver the pizza, and he'd go up to their door, and this is before the internet, this is before cell phones were even a thing. The guy goes up to the door, and he's like, hey, I've got your uh, sausage pepperoni and mushroom. Uh, it's uh, $18.95, right? Then Tom Green pulls up next to him with a cheese pizza in the tackle box. <laughs> he puts the cheese pizza down. He opens the tackle box and says, I'll sell it to you for $15. What were the toppings? I've got sausage here. I've got pepperoni. I've got mushroom. I've got olives. I've got anchovies. And the person that he would try to sell that pizza to got fucking like livid. They were crazy. They're like, you're trying to rip me off. What the fuck are you doing here? And he's like, no, this is just my business model. I follow these guys around. I try to undercut them. Here's the pizza. I'll put the toppings you want on it, I swear, and it'll be cheaper than him. And the dude like kicked over his tackle box and chased him out of his fucking property. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, why would you do that? Canada takes their pizza in, serious, and this man. Is, yeah, and this is Canada. Like, I thought they Fuck. were calm. Say so these are not these, over pizza. That was my uh, experience initially with the Tom Green show. Like, whoa, and like, okay, this is both like stupid, and then there's like also what makes trolling brilliant because it's exposing people a little bit. How was that in there? How? Yes. Dude. In, in what? In Freddy you, Got Fingered? Did, uh, not in Freddy Got Fingered. I'm not even talking no, about that. No, in the, the trolling in the pizza man. In that pizza. Like, why? Why would that person freak out and try to attack him? How is that How trolling? do you rationalize that? I don't think he even expects to be attacked. People are angry. No, he didn't. So Don't um, you fuck with pizza. Like, that's a good lesson. 
Yeah. For life. So what's the, there was a quote that I was just reading. Um, no. Anger is the, the wind for the weather vane of truth. Right? Sounds like a deepity. So, kind of. <laughs> but people get pissed off and then they push things in the direction that they actually feel. Like, th- these people, he wasn't trying to rip anybody off, dog. They really wanted a tackle box pizza. That's how they really felt. <laughs> so the, why would you kick the tackle box over? Is that okay? Is that appropriate? To assault somebody who's just trying to make a living? No. That's dirty pizza toppings. It wasn't, though. Like, everything was clean. How do you know? I saw the video and you didn't. That's how I know. That's not, I mean, that's unfair. Yeah. Anyhow. My two favorite things from the Tom Green show were, of course, uh, I think it was a character he had that he would do uh, Scuba Steve, right? Um, yeah. I remember yeah. Scuba Steve. And he would go and he would go scuba diving in fountains mm-hmm. and malls and public places. And I. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and. <laughs> And much like we saw in Freddy Got Fingered, uh, mm-hmm. I think he finds treasures because, you know, it's yes. people's change. Um, and then the other one uh, that we'll, I'll always remember is uh, I think I don't know if he was in uh, Canada or the United States. So he might be in like Toronto or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes to his art museum and he hangs up uh, a white painting, a, just a blank canvas. Right. Um, yeah. which is, you know, it's a, it's a modern art thing that that exists. And, uh, and he goes mm-hmm. and he starts, um, painting on it in the middle of the, in the middle of the art thing into with a Sharpie. And so of course everybody freaks the fuck out and, you know, gets chased out by security and stuff like that. So yeah, just the, the kind of a, the balls that he had to do that and be like, just how weird it is. And that always stuck with me because I'm, yeah, I have a terrible sense of humor and that's funny to me. Yeah, I get it. So, so the last one that I'll, I'll, I'll remark on was, I don't remember where he was, but he made this whole big deal about how he was going to swim across this body of water. Right. Like he hired a girl to come and play, the flute or something around him. And he kept talking about how like man conquering nature. And he was, he's been training for so many days to, to swim across this body of water. And he gave this big speech and the local news was there and everybody was, you know, filming him and et cetera, et cetera. He's like, Oh, I'm the human body is made out of 80% like water. So really only 20% of me is going to have to be working to swim across this body of water. It was a big deal. And then, so he starts swimming across it. He's got his dumb wetsuit on, right? And and so then they start interviewing somebody who works at the the uh, uh, the, the forest ranger or whatever in that area. And they're like, yeah, they the the kids come down here like every year and swim across it. Like it's not even a thing. <laughs> <laughs> but just just through the virtue of him like being an asshole and demanding attention, he gets all this attention to do it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's definitely one of those things that doesn't doesn't really come across uh, as funny in translation. You really have to like go to YouTube or I don't even know where you can get the like old episodes or something like that and see it because he is funny. The jokes that yeah. he does aren't funny, but he is funny. <laughs> if that makes any sense whatsoever. It does. 
so that. okay, so we're trying to sell this to Alyssa. So now let's get to the movie. Freddie got fingered. <laughs> Alyssa saw it after I showed it to her. Pretty recently, you know. You oh, never wait, saw hold on a second. Even... Did she see it after you showed it to her, or did she see it <laughs> as you showed it to her? Because that's kind of confusing. She <laughs> saw it slightly before I showed it to her. Like as I was presenting it to her, she was perceiving it faster than I could actually get it into her eyes. That's how good I am at mm-hmm. movies. She's the best. <laughs> that's why she's a screenwriter. Yeah. No, I have. I had seen parts of it before. Yeah. But no, I hadn't really seen it until you showed it. Okay. Showed it. I saw it years ago. Um, I think I I actually saw it in, not in theaters, because I only saw it one time. So it's weird when people say, oh, I saw it in theaters. Okay, sure. You only saw it in one theater unless you saw it in multiple theaters. So shut up. What about you? (laughs) It's a weird thing. Dave. Oh, uh, well, I guess, uh, as I said before, I saw it the first time uh, just sitting on my friend's couch. Uh, we were doing, like, popcorn double feature. Maybe we got pizzas. I don't remember. Uh, I don't think um, we had the weird uh, Tom Green pizza thing. We just had normal pizza. And um, yeah. that was my first time seeing it. It was just kind of like a random rental. Uh, it was and supposed- now you watch it twice annually? Yeah. Once to twice a year. That's yeah. crazy. So do we have any movies we do like that once to twice a year? Uh, maybe The Big Lebowski. Big or, Lebowski. Uh, yeah. Fear and Loathing, maybe? Maybe Fear and Loathing, yeah. Those are the only ones I can think of. Yeah. I would make you watch way more musicals if I had to say. <laughs> I'm down to putting Total Recall on the rotation. Not one. not yeah. uh, the original though, not the. Uh, oh yes, fuck okay. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Colin, what's his name? No thanks. You gotta have the broad with three titties. Like you can't watch a Total Recall unless you get the broad with three titties. All those practical effects were incredible. They actually they really utilized were good. the shit out of that single Schwarzenegger head mold. Mm-hmm. Damn, so awesome. good. Yeah, so <clears throat> Freddy Got Fingered starts out with the animation. Of X-ray cat. Hi, 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 hi. Sorry, I'm I'm just gonna be quoting this. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) So you've got X-ray cat. X-ray cat can see through wooden doors, and he sees the criminal, right? Doing the crime. So, doing the crime. Yeah, and he sees a banana. The man, banana goes in to get a job. The banana got a job. You got the job. You got the job, buddy. He got the job. And then there's beavers, right? The beavers are yelling at each other. Are the beavers bad guys? Because they put up dams of wood. One beaver is yelling at the other beaver, and then we're zooming out, and it like goes to weird, discordant, like depressive music, and the camera zooms out from Tom Green laying in bed. Like looking at his drawings. Yeah, and just depressed. giggling and going through no, all... No, depressed. Really? I thought he was... No, no, he's sad. not depressed. He's sad. I thought he After was flipping the beavers, through. He's, sad. he's having a great old masturbatory time. Yeah, oh, that's what I thought. That's okay, what I recall. Okay. A he loved his time. work. So what? What do you? Well, how do you feel about the this uh, segment of his weird random cartoons? We're gonna go scene by scene. Well, no, this I'm is down. I'm down. I have 600 pages of notes. <laughs> I, I I memorized the script to this. So yeah, I'm. I'm prepared. No, I'm just kidding. Dang. I don't have. I have 
No, he's kidding. Two pages but of he's notes. He's seen it a bunches. He's way more prepared than I am. I only got like 45 minutes into it before I could come back in here. So I'm just going off a of memory for most of this. Anyhow, after this, uh, we've we've got skater boy Tom Green. And there's like a weird montage of him skating through the mall. I was kind of impressed. I didn't know he could skateboard. He's well, not like great at it. Part of it's him. Part of it's other people. Really? He got in. I'm sure dunks. he's got yeah. doubles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Come on. Like, why even do it then? Well, it's not. That's him. It doesn't matter with the character. And then, of course, it ends with him like hitting a glass door. Boom. And then, oh, I can't. I can't continue going on. Yeah, there was a mall chase scene within the first like ten minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then he exits that. And, and he's going out, and, and then there's his father, Rip Torn, who's actually a really good actor. Here he's a horrible person, but yeah, I still like him. He's so a horrible person, it. and he's a drunk, but... Uh, oh, well, I, I don't mean that he's a drunk. He's allegedly a drunk. I don't know. No offense taken, what I they... understand. You just don't want to piss me off. <laughs> he's a horrible person, a horrible person comma, and a drunk. Well, he okay. broke into a bank because he thought it was his house. Yeah, that's pretty that's drunk. True. But <laughs> that's I mean, good. how how much money I, does he got? Here. <laughs> Is it a nice bank? <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. So anyhow, um, then we're introduced to the guy that fucked Stifler's mom, which is his brother, mm-hmm. Rip Torn, mm-hmm. and and uh, Freddie Brody. Freddie Brody. That's yes. the character's name, and uh, the his name's Eddie K. Thomas. Is the actor? He's like. Eddie K. Thomas, he's got my name. He's Eddie. maybe the best yeah. actor in the film. No, no, Rip Torn. Rip Torn is probably. What about Ursula? Rip Torn's incredible. Ursula from Super Troopers. She's all right. She, uh, yeah, yeah, she's. Rip Torn's way better though. He's great. Fuck me, fuck you, fuck me, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, and the mom was a good actress too. She was all right. Yeah, she fucked Shaq. Anyhow, uh, now her name. Hold on, is. Uh, Julie Haggerty and her is Julie Brody in the name of the, the movie, which must have been very convenient on set. She must not have gotten confused. I made a she note is, when I wrote down their name. always a mom, always the like mousy, but kind of frightening mother. She has to go have sex with Greek men. No, basketball players. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal played by, oh, Shaquille O'Neal. Cool. Shaquille O'Neal, um, yeah. So... Anyhow, Tom Green's character is given the car. What kind of a car was it? It's a LeBaron. A LeBaron convertible. What color? Blue. A Robin's blue. egg blue. Nice. See, he's, he's the favorite. The favorite son. But what's weird is like his dad bought him the bus ticket to go out to LA to work at the cheese sandwich factory. And then right? and then gets in the car. Yeah. What? So he got him the ticket and he got him a car. It makes no sense. No, of course it doesn't. So Tom Green um, then berates his his older... His younger brother. Younger brother, younger brother right, because the younger brother's most successful. He, um, I don't see another LeBaron here, Freddy. Yeah. Oh, it says the number one son. I don't see another LeBaron for <laughs> you. I'm the favorite. I'm the favorite. They don't love you as much. Where's your right? LeBaron, Freddy? <laughs> <laughs> Jumps into LeBaron and then drives off. So right now we're setting up the beginning of the story of the prodigal son. Yep. That that's the only note that I have. Um, Dave, if you've got anything you'd like to add, you're the, you're the expert here. 
I wish I was an expert on something else, but it, it turns out that the gift that God gave me when I came into this world was that I was going to know a lot about the movie Freddy Got Fingered. So I, I have a lot of notes, so if we want to go through like more of the movie, but what I have to say about the prodigal son thing is that there, that's like um, what is called a diachronic analysis. Um, so we're kind of like linking Freddy Got Fingered um, back to like an earlier parable. And I, I, I've okay. got kind of more to say uh, about that, uh, about the different kind of ways that we could analyze Freddy Got Fingered. But um, it, so, you know, just looking at it as a retelling of The Prodigal Son is like, I, I would say, a very legitimate way to look at it, a, a, along with, and they actually point this out in the uh, Red Letter Media um, review episode that they did, uh, I think, a month and a half ago or something like that on Freddy Got Fingered. Um, which you can look at it as Tom Green is basically telling everybody involved in the production, uh, including the financiers, to go fuck themselves. And that's what this movie is. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. That's the only thing that makes sense about this Absolutely. Movie. <laughs> no, it, it totally does. It's his, I came from a lower middle class background in Canada, and here I am in Hollywood, which, I mean, they kind of illustrate in the movie. He goes out to Hollywood. That's the next step. And then he fucks off on it. Mm -hmm. So where we, where we leave off there, he uh, drives off and, and uh, what was it? Uh, Gary on. Newman Cars. Good song. And, and what does he come across? What does he come across, Eddie? Uh, he comes across a farm. And what's on that farm? Oh, there's a, there's a horse. There's a horse with a big old boner. Mm -hmm. And he says, Daddy, I want to show Daddy I can be a farmer. I'm a farmer, Daddy. <laughs> and he goes out and he grabs that horse's that penis. So much later. At first, he just No, it's not so much no, later. No, no, He's watching it while no. he's eating on his way back. That's later. That's later on. What? You're missing it. No, 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 no. And you actually uh, see moisture drip off of the horse's cock. Uh-huh. The first time. Well, for, no, first off. a legitimate horse cock. That wasn't fake. And, and yep, as so. we're talking about legitimation, I think we should really acknowledge the fact that maybe that's a, a, a very important function that needs to happen on a farm. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a farmer, but I would assume that they need to collect that material. Well, this was a stud farm. Yes. And he was a stud. So what do you do with a stud horse? I, I would uh, imagine that you uh, bring that horse to climax and mm -hmm. collect the accumulated material. Mm -hmm. So if you don't do it with your hands, you bring a mare around, but the horse never actually fucks the mare. I don't know why. I guess it's supposed to, like, limit hurting her. Maybe if they do it in... Uh, 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 fertilization procedure it ups the chance of the mare getting pregnant it's not only that but then they can actually take the the um yeah, product split the, the and split it among multiple it. females yeah hmm. oh yeah sell yes. it exactly 
Yeah, but they'll typically have like a fake horse vagina, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is basically just like a thing that the horse gets to jump on that well, is like the top of a horse. But then there's a guy holding a bag underneath it. Right. We remember this from Jackass, right? That schlong in a bag. We remember this from Jackass. Basically, imagine from your elbow to your wrist a cast. And then they put like a uh, uh, rubber receptacle inside of that. And then they masturbate the horse into that. They take the collected ejaculate and put it in a jar. And in Jackass, they actually drank from that jar. Oh, my God. Yeah, I I don't think I would. I don't think there is enough money in the world that would. uh, No, no, no. Actually, no. Who am I kidding? You give me a thousand dollars. I'd fucking do it. I don't care. Okay, a thousand bucks. Yep. We thousand will bucks. set this up. Very good. Anyhow, the cum would cost that much. No, I could get him a jar of cum for a thousand dollars. So he he touches the horse's penis and then leaves, and then from there he goes to. I don't know. Well, I think I think he uh, the city the city. He goes to Los Angeles, Hollywood. Yep. He's driving around. You see Los Angeles. You see the Strip. You see the palm trees. He drives by the uh, cartoon. Uh, Cartoon production studio. Yes. Was it Atomic? Wasn't that the name of it? I think he so. At a yeah. Factory where he put cheese on bread. Yes, okay. and that's what he, he has, drove to. That is the okay. That's the most amazing scene in any movie ever. Every scene in this movie is the most amazing scene in any movie okay. ever to me. So I'm so sorry if drives, I keep getting so excited about everything. No, it's fine. It's no, fine. We like so it. he drove by Atomic and then he looks at it like crestfallen, like <laughs> forlorn. One day I will be here. But then he goes to the cheese sandwich well, factory. Well, hold on. We didn't set up yet. When he was at the bus station, um, as he's um, getting his car right before he gets on the bus, mm-hmm. uh, he says um, to his mother, he says, uh, you know, that he wants to be an animator. Um, right. And right. and then Rip Torn comes over. Uh, uh, fucking. I sorry, I cursed too much. Uh, Jim, no problem. Jim Brody comes over uh, and basically says to him as long as you're getting away from those stupid fucking doodles right and so it's established that uh he that that gourd wants to be an animator that's like the most important thing in in the world to him right that's his father doesn't approve yep his father though is thrilled in purchasing the car for him because he's got a job at the cheese factory or whatever cheese it is. Factory. Blustery, blustery, I don't care. Time cheese factory game. He's out of the house, he's got a job. Yep. That's it. Who knows where he's sleeping? Where he's living. Doesn't matter. No, no we do. He has an apartment. Factory. Well, no, Rip Torn doesn't care, though. And we never see his apartment, and it's never mentioned except in right. one scene with Dave Davidson where he says he has to pay his rent. Yes. <laughs> Anyhow, so he enters the cheese sandwich factory, and then we see him on an assembly line effectively just putting down individual slices of cheese <laughs> on pieces of bread, moving from the <laughs> right side of the screen to the left side of the screen. I guess if you're supposed to write, like, the most monotonous, useless job, it's a good one. But I feel like this is his breaking point. I can't even talk about this straight. I'm sorry. Okay. No, No problem. No problem. I feel like this is his breaking point from, like, 
I understand that I can't just be a normal work a day, slave to the grind, nine to five, jackass person who's just my single function in life. I could be replaced by a machine. Don't put so much weight right? on this. Why, how does he go from the weird factory job to working behind the counter where he threatens to put cheese in someone's bum? No, bum? no, this is that's much that's later. Quite a while movie, later. But it's still right way later. Right, that's a callback. Okay, no, because he has experience, it's he has qualified experience as a cheese yes. mechanic, so that's what he is doing. He's a cheese so he's, engineer. He went. Ah. Right. He went back home and they were trying to force him back into that role that he already left. Anyhow, so he can't handle that job. So what does he do? <laughs> he gets up on the conveyor belt. Yes. With a big uh, hunk of, I guess it's pepperoni or <laughs> some sort of uh, uh, Italian sausage. Salami. Salami, or yeah. it could be a mortadella. What it was could that be, even there for? Uh, it was not mortadella. Shut your stupid mouth. It could it's a be cheese sandwich factory. Like Who knows yes. what they put on there? They could have all different kinds of but cheese why sandwiches. Why is there just a big schlong of pepperoni or some meat? Well, where's where else is the pepperoni going to come from that they put on the sandwiches? It wasn't chopped. That's why there are people in the factory. Slice it. Do you That's think they order it sliced? Where did he get the whole pepperoni? Certainly, there's a place down the conveyor belt that chops the pepperoni for him. And then yes. there was no the okay. Belt. The only machine in there was the conveyor belt. Okay. Yes, that was but it. It was a, it was essentially a sweatshop filled with with workers. So well, I would assume women, that you would have by the way. one person slicing individual slices of pepperoni as it uh, as the pepperoni. Uh, log, as it is, um, mm -hmm. would move down the conveyor belt. Which, by the way, the the uh, subtext of this was how they're making the money to fund the fun in California, which was built off of the back of migrant workers in California doing menial tasks all day. Does this sound familiar to you? like picking fruit or harvesting almonds or any of the other things that See, make all of the money in California. Fred, Freddy Godfinger is, uh, takes place in a pre-Cesar Chavez world, okay? Yes. <laughs> Anyhow, so he gets the salami, and then he starts banging it around there and then repeating the over and over. He holds it up to his crotch. Right. He and he starts have... screaming like a crazy person. Well, I mean, yes. not like a crazy person. Uh, yes. <laughs> he starts screaming because he's a crazy person and he can't <laughs> fit into this work a day, nine to five, regular like environment cubicle. <laughs> I'm pretty. <laughs> Look at me. I'm pretty. Ding dong, ding dong. Yes. As he as he moves down the conveyor belt, hitting other uh, workers in the face with his pepperoni schlong. Yes. So that's basically. They don't really respond to it too, though. They're so in the factory. Yeah. Like they're so. They part have of to the machine at this point. Then and, and that's all about white privilege, right? Because he <laughs> has the ability to just quit this gig whenever he wants to and run back home. Exactly. 
right? It's a very deep commentary. But they're not able to do that because they're... Even though he's Canadian. All women, and they're all minorities. They weren't all women. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. He was talking... He was the only man They were all women, and they were all minorities. Wait, okay. In the factory. Okay. You guys would know. Yeah. Anyhow. I counted. I I paused it, and I went through, and I made sure that every single other person in that factory was female or trans. I don't know. But was... Identified as female. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So leaves and then he goes where? He goes to Atomic. He goes to the comic play or the the animation studio. And I think this is actually. Barrymore makes an appearance. Yes. But I think this is actually probably his best scene. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) Because the way that he like blows past security and shit, I am fucking envious of he does such a good job he's like well i'm here i'm here with the briefcase and he points at his fucking bag and then he goes like what are you talking about and he's like oh shoe shine shoe shine and he points down at the ground that's like what you he's like do. china china yeah that's how yeah. You are. japan four japan four yeah this is how i deal with people who are asking me for money no this is like how you, you just are like i still remember happy butt plugs oh Oh, let's talk about happy butt plugs for a moment. Okay, so... It's not even that long of a story. We were at a gas it's not. station. You no, it's not. Out. Okay, so here's the deal. Whenever you go to a drive-thru, right? A drive-thru? A drive-thru okay. is the best way, place to do this. When you drive through and, and you pick up your food after you've paid, they hand you the food, and they say, okay, well, uh, here's your food. Anything else? You say, no, that's cool. Happy butt plugs. You are lying to people. You are going to get people in trouble. Do that this. That is not how this works. That is not how Do this, this. happens. Look at them and say, hey, happy butt plugs. And the person at the drive-thru would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then you just drive off. Here's what I bet actually happens, though. You say happy butt mm-hmm. plugs and they go, oh, okay. And then you drive yeah. off. And you say and, and you say to yourself... <laughs> I really got that guy. And they yeah. do not think about it anymore at all. <laughs> I've ha- I've actually been driving away though and had somebody like go, what? <laughs> that's, that's what I live for. The origin of this though, is when you were walking out of a gas station and you were talking to the guy that ran it and he had a very strong mm-hmm. uh, accent. Yeah. And, um, you didn't understand the words he said. Oh, yeah. So in response, yeah. you said, uh-huh, yeah, happy butt plug. Yeah, that's and true. You kept okay, you're right. That's the origin of it. Yeah, and he was just like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so you're uh, going to go do the thing and get the, wait, wasn't that, that was in Chico, right? Yes. That was your favorite gas station, too. Uh, probably. I believe that was that one because it was where I used to work. I'm OCD, so I would only go to one gas station yeah. in town. The one on Mangrove? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was it. So I was leaving and they said, oh, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, it's cool, man. Happy butt plugs. He's like, yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's that's where that comes from. It was a language uh, issue, but it worked out for both sides, I guess. Yeah. So Tom Green shows up at Atomic Comics dressed up like an English Bobby. No, not yet. He's, mm. he's just dressed as himself at this point. Oh, no, no, no. That's right. He shows up at, yeah, at Atomic. Through. He yells at himself. his Yeah, Shoeshine, Jap- Japan 4. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, he doesn't yell at her. He's she like, I want to talk to the guy who can make a TV show because his wife's dead. It's... 
It's so hard to see. Like, I really like Drew Barrymore. And this is this is a time in her life that I tried to forget. Yeah. I try to put behind us all. <laughs> okay. Because, I mean, she didn't, like, she obviously was better than that. And she didn't know what she was doing there. Come on, okay. it's, a, it's a cameo. I mean, it probably took, like, yeah. they probably She's did it in one take, in you know? Yeah. Oh, most of this they did in one take. <laughs> yes. So he's telling her, like, I need to talk to Dave Davidson, the guy that runs it. He's blonde, by the way. And he's the racist kid from Weird Science. No, yes. he's from he's Anthony Michael Hall from uh, Kid, Kids in the Hall. No. He was also in Weird Science. Oh, yeah. Uh, Anthony yeah. Michael Hall, that's his name? Yeah. yeah, Anthony Michael Hall. He's from Kids in the Hall? Yes. What? What? Anyhow, so yeah, he's like, yeah, he's, his wife's fucking dead. She died. Oh, yeah. And then Drew Barrymore like starts crying. He says, I'm Quincy. I'm with the coroner's office. I'm like yeah. a police officer. <laughs> I'm like a police officer. <laughs> <laughs> and then Drew Barrymore's character like gets pissed. He starts hitting on her like, hey, let's go out. I thought, and she's like, no, fuck that. I thought we could read together over the dead Linda. <laughs> yeah, over, over the, the dead, dead girl, girl. <laughs> the the woman, the Linda, over the Linda, the dead Linda. <laughs> was I like hallucinating, or was there a moment in this movie where Drew Barrymore was like thrown over something and like yes, her head out? Of but that's head. that's later in the movie when uh, Rip Torn, uh, his character, eventually ends up in yes. Atomic Comic. So this 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 comes up later, cartoons or whatever. I don't know. So yeah. Then uh, she, he gets the information about where Dave Davidson is having lunch. He goes over there, and he that's what he dressed He's, up like an English Bobby. Yes, for, and the name for of, no reason. And the name of the restaurant, like a cop. the name of the restaurant is Movers and Shakers. Nice. Didn't and know that. As he's entering the restaurant, um, there is a man with a cast on who has his hand fixed in the position of uh, giving the middle finger to the camera. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So he goes in there and uh, starts storming around, screaming at people, are you blonde? Is your name Dave? Dave Davidson? <laughs> and just like annoying every human being alive until he finds Dave <laughs> Davidson. Where he immediately goes into his pitch. Um, he does yes. not mention why he's dressed as an English puppy <laughs> at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> No. And then the guy's like, are you a cop? And he's like, no. And he takes his hat off and like throws it. Like, no, I'm not a cop. Forget this. This is a stupid idea. <laughs> and he immediately he goes follows into his pitch. I think uh, yeah. Dave Davidson pays this check immediately and tries to get out of there as quick as possible. Yeah. <laughs> and then he follows him out to his car, gives him the pitch, and he's like, no, 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 no. Your your illustrations are good, but th there's nothing behind it. There's no context. There's no story here. This is shit. And then he pulls out a gun and puts it in his <laughs> fucking mouth. Are you saying I should <laughs> blow my brains out right here? <laughs> should I blow out my fucking brains? Should I blow the brains out? He goes, no, 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 no. You got to work and 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 work forever and ever and ever. And then if that doesn't work, then you blow your brains out. Which is good advice, actually. Yes. Yeah, it was really good advice. Yeah. And then, and then so it's like, you need to get inside the animals, right? Oh, yeah. 
You need to get inside. Cut to him on a road playing with roadkill. Yeah. Dressed as roadkill. No, 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 no. So he's driving back, right? Yeah. He's back in the car. He's driving back, and he goes back by the stud farm. And then, because it just happened and maybe you forgot, yeah. there's a little faded thing where he's remembering. He's having a yeah. flashback. <laughs> yeah. But this is words. this this happens in a minute. He's driving by the horse in the stud farm, and he's eating, and a, sa- he's horse... eating a cheese sandwich, I, I believe. Yes, a a cheese sandwich sandwich that's overstuffed with cheese and lettuce, and he's in lettuce. Yes, and he's eating it stupidly, and he's watching the the stud horse fuck the mare. Yeah, that was an upsetting scene for yeah. me in a number of ways. Then he drives off, and then you get the. The flashback um, sort of uh, field of dreams, if you build it, they will come moment with Dave Davidson saying you have to get inside the animal because he sees a dead deer in the road. Because we forgot about what happened two minutes prior. So he slits the deer open and the guts spill out and you you watch it. And he tauntauns that shit. Mm -hmm. And he gets Mm -hmm. literally inside the skin of this deer. Yeah, and he's dancing around in the street, and then an 18-wheeler hits him. And then this is the moment when we realize that Tom Green's character has superpowers. <laughs> because he is struck by an 18-wheeler. This is my favorite part in the whole movie. Going full. Yeah, because he His gets response. injured and then slides on the road. Like 40 but feet. But if you'll notice, he's doing it with on his back with the deer behind him. So what? <laughs> right. No, so real life, deer... he'd be dead. He'd be very, very dead. Right. Yeah. But, but the deer is absorbing like, it. Who saw that coming or whatever? Like, yeah. It was such a good moment. Like, uh, I never saw that coming. <laughs> yeah. And he's just cracking up. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best moment of the whole movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're, what, a third of the way through the movie now? Just just about. I think we get the, the first arc or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. And uh she shows up back at home. Yep. Yeah, and, end of act one. Yeah, end of act one. And he and he comes home and uh before he comes in the house, we have um Julie saying to uh Jim, not you know, not to you know, like he's gonna be upset because, you know, he just lost you know, he got he quit his job, so don't make a big thing out of this or whatever. And then he comes in with a, a a cheese sandwich, or sorry, a no. chicken sandwich and a chicken bag. sandwich. And uh, apparently, um, Julie is serving meatloaf for dinner. Roast beef. Roast beef. Yes. So yes, roast beef for dinner. He says, "I would rather eat my chicken sandwich." I'm not going to eat a roast beef. I'm going to eat a chicken sandwich. I'm an adult. <laughs> I can do what I I'm, fucking I'm a grown want man. to. <laughs> and then, and then, yeah. uh, Jim. Rip Torn starts making fun of him, grabs the sandwich, and throws it to the dogs. Oh, he's an adult. He can eat chicken. (laughs) Uh, And he grabs it and throws it to the dogs. Yeah. Is there a reason he had two Doberman pinchers? No. Were they Dobermans? They were setters? What were they? They were, I think they were Dobermans. They look like Dobermans. Um, Yeah. I don't think we see them again at all throughout the rest of the movie. No, no. I think it was because he was Satan and those were the hellhounds. I remember when he was given the convertible, they were Mm -hmm. walking in the zone. Yes, they were. Ah. I didn't understand why. Like, what... Why are these guys? Why are these dogs here? Yes, but they came up later to eat the chicken sandwich. Purely, yeah, for the chicken sandwich. Okay. Yeah. 
You see how this all fits together, Alyssa? Let us tell you more about how screenwriting is done. Yes. Oh, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so there, there is a purpose because that chicken sandwich must be eaten. Yes. It's, uh, so, it's Chekhov's yeah. gun, you know? Yes. Exactly. If you mention a, a German Doberman. shepherd, it must, uh, yeah, Doberman, it must come up later. So anyhow, then he leaves and, and then starts um, working on his ramp with his friend. Yeah, why does he have like this, a tiny half pipe? Well, with his friend Harlan Williams. The tiniest Who's, of half pipes. <clears throat> with the tiniest of chins. Aww. His name in the film is Darren. That's a horrible name. Yes. I, I don't even so know they, his name is ever they work said. In on, so they work on the half pipe. They complete it. And then uh, he's like, hey, you, you, we've been working on this for years. You've got to skate it, right? And, and Harlan Williams in his banker's clothing. So yeah. he, he's in a full, full business suit and yeah. shiny shoes or whatever. That are slippery, shiny and slippery. Yep. Because you also shine the bottom of them. Well, no, he said that they were shiny and slippery. So he goes to to uh, grind the rails on the half pipe, but he falls. There were no rails. Yeah, he, he goes to skate down it, and he falls and breaks his leg in half. Yeah, like the bone juts out. <laughs> yeah, and, he, like, and starts screaming. It? Yeah. No, and not, of course, not yet. So, I mean, he only licks it when his dad comes out. Well, right. So like he starts screaming. Response. The neighbors start like, what the fuck's going on? The dad comes out. And then when the dad comes out, yeah, Tom throws Green starts licking. Yeah, he throws shit at him. <laughs> like, what it, the fuck the are you doing? Specifically. Yeah. And then Tom Green starts licking the bone. The right response. Wouldn't you? I mean, that's some fresh marrow right there. Yeah. Get in on that. So, Dave, why does he start licking the bone? So, I, I think it's uh, mostly to fuck with his dad. I, yeah. I think that explains it. Um, I, I also think that he probably just did that on camera and decided to include it. I feel like Eddie has a very Shakespearean reason why this happened. No, I don't. Oh, okay. So then we move <laughs> to... Going into the hospital. Uh huh. Right. Oh yeah, and there's just like a bunch of pregnant ladies and like Harry. No, 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 not yet, not yet. Hey, 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 hey! First, he has to meet his true love. Oh yeah, she's behind the desk. Yeah, and she's talking about how she loves rockets, and she's flipping coffee creamer. What was she? A coffee creamer container. This is like the start of the bottle flip craze. Yes. They're before everything well before it yeah so she's like oh i've done this seven times that's my best and he's like that's cool it sounds like a lot of fun here in the hospital she's like yeah it is but until a kid dies from cancer yeah yeah true. <laughs> which is true yes um hits on her asks her out gets a date gets a number confirm she wheels away oh snap she's a paraplegic Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it was kind of respectable, the way they handled that very first scene. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, a little. But then it gets very fucked up. Then it gets very bad. So, yeah, then he goes into his friend's well, room. Well, hold on, hold on. Okay. I don't think it gets offensive. I think it gets weird. Yeah. I, okay, I, but I don't so... think they treat that as, like, like they're not, it's not funny that she's in a wheelchair, because that isn't funny. Yeah. The weird part so... is purely, I mean... She it has a entirely about her being disabled. She has a fetish that's attached oh, to her disability. That, yeah. That's true, but we don't know if it's attached but, to her disability. It's never explicitly stated. 
That's true. She could have had that fetish beforehand. I thought it was sort of suggested that it's the only way she can really feel anything down there is if you hit the shit out of her. Okay. I mean, we're getting I, way, way. I think that's ahead. one interpretation. Yeah, we're getting way ahead of what's going on. Now let's talk about his friend with the bra- broken leg next to the pregnant lady. So he goes in to talk to his friend with the broken leg, but. Whenever anybody makes a sound, the pregnant lady can't handle it because she's pregnant. Yeah. So well, what happens real. is when you're pregnant, if people are talking and or loud, that's a problem. She was in labor. Let's she let's tell. Let's. That she was very severely in labor. Let's tell okay. Alyssa more about what it's like to be pregnant. Yeah, I'm gonna mansplain to yeah. you what it's like when you're in labor. <laughs> when you're in labor, you don't care how loud people are being. It's more about how your body is in pain. <laughs> Okay, this is good. Right? <laughs> okay. And then if a bunch of people somehow have tambourines, I have no idea how. That's fine. How. That is soothing for a super labored lady. Right. Tambourines. That's the most soothing noise I can think of. Yeah? Yeah. But everybody's just, just keeps telling Tom Green to shut up. Well, yeah, he's the only problem. Right. Well, he's he, he's telling his friend all about how he just met this this uh, he just met this girl uh, who works for the hospital, but he, she's in a wheelchair right. and he's never dated anybody in a wheelchair before. So you know, and his friend is you know clearly in pain and just right. wants to kill himself. And yeah. uh, at, at which point, the the lady who is in the bed next to his friend uh, starts screaming at them to shut the fuck up. Um, because she's pregnant. Yeah. Because yeah, that makes that a few sense. Times, right? Yeah. Did you shut up? I'm pregnant. Yes. So then she starts going into labor, right? That's what that wasn't she there for that? Like, what else was she there for? Well, now she's going she's into she's like pregnant? critical labor, okay. and Tom Green needs to deliver the baby. Listen, we're professionals yeah. here. We know what happens, okay? When when people yeah. go into labor. So. He puts on a coat, and that means he's a doctor. And you can tell this because he then says, I'm a doctor. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> so he delivers the baby. No, no, no. He, uh, he puts this, the, um, why am I blanking on the word right now? Stethoscope. He puts a stethoscope on, and he yells into it. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. He says, I'm a doctor. He puts the mouth, the, the, the listening piece of the stethoscope to his mouth, and then starts screaming. <laughs> in his own ears right yeah <laughs> that's good it's like he's deafening himself and then he delivers the baby and then she's like you've got to cut the cord but he looks around he's got nothing to cut it well, with well hold on hold on we're, we're forgetting the, the the best part about this which is this which is the language that he uses he says i see what the problem is here you've got a little yes. baby in your body and yes. uh and he says that about 1,500 times. Yeah, so <laughs> I guess the thing that we haven't covered yet is that there's probably about a third of a movie's worth of dialogue in this. <laughs> and then he repeats it, every line, at least three times. <laughs> to the point of absurdity. Now, right? now I have, a, I have a theory about what that's about. Yeah, I bet you do. Essentially, it's, I think, it, it completely turns every single potential um, sentimental uh, 
uh, scene in the movie. Any any sentimental thing in the movie that they try to do is completely subverted because, and they do that with repetition and length. Okay. Because if you just say any word enough times, it starts being absurd. Say anything right. just over and over and over again for five minutes, and the word becomes this like strange thing. Uh, that's essentially what's going on, and I and I don't know my background a lot of it has to do with uh with linguistics and so that's just part of why i find this movie so uh interesting i guess is the way that the movie uses uses language just to to make a mockery of itself i thought it was because like oh it was a choice for the film because he cut it but i thought it was more because um rather than cutting between lines you just continue with the shot and you just repeat your lines until you get the right take but he wanted to make a mockery of the filmmaking process um, in the first place yeah yeah Yeah. so he just included all the takes he just kept repeating it to make it robotic interesting it was sort of yeah it's to highlight that this is a robotic that's especially interesting when you look at the cover of the DVD movie. And he's actually framing the... Right. He's doing the, I'm framing a scene with his fingers. And behind him is like a uh, mosaic of scenes from the movie. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah, it seems like the whole project was to get at some people that maybe were critics of him.